Hi, I'm Dara M. Wilson. And I'm Yasmin Khan. And this is Money Haha. Ha. Money Haha. Ha. Money Money I like that. I like that. Uh-huh. We know every week. Oh, this is the podcast where smart, funny friends bring money talk out of the shame drawer and onto the table. Each week, we discuss one of those money topics that pretty much everyone struggles with, but nobody feels comfortable talking about. And this week, we have Gabby LaPera. She is an expert in credit scores. Um, I met her when I worked at Credit Karma. She's still there, and she's here to give us lots of knowledge and food for thought. We're super excited. Hello, my name is Gabby, as Yasmin already said, and I actually still work at Credit Karma. And just to be 100% clear, PR wanted me to let you guys know that even though I still work for Credit Karma, I'm here in an individual capacity and I don't reflect necessarily the feelings of Credit Karma. How's everyone doing this evening? I'm caffeinated and good. You are. You're caffeinated. You're napped up. I took a nap. Ooh, I'm jelly. How are you guys? I'm okay. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here with Gabby. Gabby's got great glasses on. Hey, thank you. Yeah, really inspiring me right now. And step up my glasses game. You both have great glasses. I feel like, where's my glasses? Mm. Do you wear glasses? Do you have vision problems? Um, (laughs) I I was. Cool kids have vision problems. I got got laser eyes a long, long time ago. You got laser eyes? What? Mm -hmm. I got my. I got laser eyes like twelve years ago. Sounds like you shoot lasers out of your eyes. Well, the next morning I woke up and I felt like I damn near could because I was like, trees have leaves. On them, and I can see every single leaf. You felt like an X Man. Yeah, (laughs) I must save the world. Yeah, I'm an allegory for racism. (laughs) I see all the things. Oh, but then a few years ago, you know, starts to degenerate. So I started wearing glasses again just to um, protect the 2020. Mm. Mm. So I miss I miss glasses. A little bit. They're cute. It's That's a, a good, fashion statement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Because I don't like clothes shopping. It's not yeah. fun for me anymore. But glasses shopping, super fun. Ditto, mm-hmm. right? Glasses, shoes will never make you feel like you can't button a thing up or fit into it. <sighs> <laughs> Accessories. Mm. That's my reason. I've Maybe got I'm large projecting feet. on you. I've got large feet. Oh, you know what they say about girls with large feet? What? I don't know. Big, big <laughs> <Nothing>. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> they say, ugh. They will envelop you in their warm embrace. Ooh, you know what they say? They say easier to find shoes on sale. Ooh. Is that true? Yes. Yes, because all the n- normal sizes, not to shoe size shame. <laughs> okay. Those are the first ones to all go. The average true. sizes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. All yes. the seven and a half are always out. Yeah. They're the first to go. Okay. It's true. Yeah. I. Anyways, we don't need to. Go into my shoe woes. Okay, I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna thread that up with how it might make it easier for you to save cash dollars. Um, but you know, do we, do you want to do that? Of all the things that we talk about on the show that could bring one shame, I'm just really surprised that shoe size <laughs> is the one where she's like hard line. No, no, I I didn't mean to shut down the conversation. I was. <laughs> I do worry if I ever have a child, you know, they say that your shoes, like your feet get bigger and then they don't go back. And then I truly will not. I'll have to custom order my shoes, like wherever Shaq gets his <laughs> shoes. This can be a problem. Maybe you can meet Shaq. Yeah, that's my first thought. Was like, <laughs> Yeah, but then I have to start making Shaq money. Those shoes are expensive. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, Shaq holding a tiny water bottle. Have you seen that picture of Shaq's tiny girlfriend giving him a piggyback ride? Because it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. For her? <laughs> Just for the the viewer. I have not seen that picture. And also that... I felt that in my back. Like, that made my yeah. back hurt when you just said that. Is she that. a power lifter or what? I don't – You don't have the history of the picture. I don't know. Yeah. She's just so – just Google Shaq piggyback tiny girlfriend. I, okay. I, I might. Maybe I might with that safe right search. Now. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe with the safe search. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You know what? It's about time for us to move into our topic for the day. What is our topic for today, Yasmin? It is credit scores. So sexy. Oh so gosh. exciting. I know. You guys have been wondering if they can talk about credit scores. <laughs> so guys, today is the day. But credit scores are so important. They are, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I know way more about credit scores than I ever thought I would need to. And Gabby knows same, same. even more. <laughs> and so I'm going to let her fly this ship today. Before we get into Gabby's spaceship we wanted to dig into the mailbag yeah it's the mailbag 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 yay okay um and for the mailbag this week we put out a poll on our twitter asking do you know how your credit score is calculated um nine percent of people said my what so we're gonna help you out (laughs) 55 percent of people said nope they have no idea um, 18% said sort of, and only 18% said yes, and let me tell you more. So for the most part, people are, it feels like a black box. And I think I, yeah. I kind of feel like that too. It is a black box. You're not wrong. It is. It's multiple black boxes, so, there's, Yeah, there's at least three, potentially a hundred black boxes. Oh my gosh. It's Yeah, it's actually more like if there was a star full of skies, and there's nope. infinite numbers you mean infinite a- ways <laughs> to draw Keep constellations it. Keep it. and black boxes. A star full of skies. But doesn't that, that sound sounds nice? like the most beautiful star in the world? It's just full of skies. <laughs> I can see it, guys. Um, okay. That's like some, yeah. Okay. So it sounds like we need to move into the no judgment zone. We're trying out segments this week. No We're trying out new zone. segments. So... This is a no judgment zone, and this is Yasmin's song for the no judgment zone. No, 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 no judgment zone. (laughs) (laughs) This is what makes great co-hosts when they pick out what you forgot to put down. (laughs) So in the no judgment zone, this is where Yasmin and I, as well as our guests, will talk about, you know, we are all about letting that shame go. Mm -hmm. Things that are relevant to the topic of the week um, that we could feel some self-judgment for, but we are choosing not to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this week, as we said, we're talking about credit scores. And so my credit score is something that I share with my mother, who we may get to know soon. Um, So when it is going well, I'm always like, oh, I went up 10 points. (laughs) And it's super nerdy. But it is my way of being like, I know I'm thousands of miles away, but I'm okay. <laughs> um, and then I stopped doing that because uh, my credit went off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> we have talked before about like this time period where I was not working and was trying to find a job. And um, the decisions that I felt like I needed to make in order to uh, continue to live I decided to continue to live. And so in order to do that, I had to make some decisions. Um, And a lot of it was around credit card debt. And so that is how 
my scores went down. And it is so much easier for your score to go down mm-hmm. than to make it go back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is kind of, that's where I am now. I'm like, I'm bouncing back. So you hid it from your mom? when it, Did she like... I mean, I didn't hide it. What, okay, you I just stopped sharing yes. it with her so, <laughs> so much. Yes. That sounds about right. I <laughs> share so many other failures in my life with her all the time. <laughs> I feel like I would, I should shield her from that one. Why that one? Of all the failures. <laughs> because finances are the most shameful things. It's like... I. I don't mean that they are shameful or the things that we feel like the most shame about. I think credit scores especially because it's like being in school and someone telling you like, yeah, here's your F kid. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And it is like, uh, hey, how are you doing at adulthood? Uh, Not great. How trustworthy are you? Yeah. It's just this outside entity that doesn't care about you passing judgment on you is what it feels like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I had another – I don't want to dominate this conversation – But quickly, I had another situation where I had a balance on a credit card that I had stopped using, Mm -hmm. um, a balance of something like $15. um, And then whatever the time period mark off is where it was like, oh, it's been late for this many months, then my credit card, my credit score also took a dive because of that. And I mm. like called the bank and was like, but it's just and I have I had the money. Why didn't you tell me? Because I like I didn't get any I didn't get any communication about the bill being late or anything. So that was another time where it was like it got a hit, and I had to like make d- different decisions. I was like, maybe I can't look for new apartments now because I don't. I'm not gonna like look like a credit worthy person. And there's so many things now that check your credit. It's and the last and some jobs. Yeah, in the last episode, I, I yes. talked about how yeah, like hey, if you don't really care about like financing something, maybe you don't care about credit. And as I heard myself say that, I went, oh wait, though, there's like a whole new world of things that people check your credit for: jobs, apartments, anything I'm missing. <laughs> those are the, those are those two are the big ones. Things. Two things, just but those even two. even but like car things. insurance actually. Oh, yeah. Um, there's all sorts of things, but there was something that you said that I think that gets thrown a lot around with credit, which is credit worthy. And I think that also kind of plays into how people mm. feel about credit scores. Sorry, I said feel like that, but that's kind of, ugh. Yeah. I apologize yeah. for your, it feels your like auditory expression. Spooky and yeah, that's how it feels. Spooky, like the exactly. Adams family. Um, and I, I bet the Adams family would love credit scores. They're no, creeps. I think yeah. no. Th- they were like very, <laughs> they were very supportive of each other. That's I don't true. think they would be into but the they, scores. But they are like also masochists. Like they enjoy things that cause. So they would you enjoy pain. like bad scores. <laughs> yeah, and like just the general anxiety <laughs> around credit scores, they would love. I told my friends today that sometimes I get too anxious reading books, and I look up the Spark Notes to know what happens, <laughs> and then I can finish reading them. Oh my god! Um. So. Yeah, I just told a lot of people that <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> okay, please um, don't leave me here in the no judgment zone by myself. Okay, I will tell you my story. Okay. Um, I was a high school art teacher, and I it's very hard to make a living as a teacher, let alone an art teacher, because most schools don't fund, like, fully employed, like, you know, full-time employment. Um, and so I was for a long time just – getting my student loan bills and like literally opening them up and laughing. So I'm like making $17,000 a year. And they're like, where's our $97,000? And I'd be like, trash. (laughs) It's going in the garbage. Like this is literally a joke. This is a cruel, cruel joke the world's Mm. playing on me. Mm. Um, Or that I played on myself. 
right? Because I decided to go to grad school. I decided at some point that I had to stop laughing at my my student loans and and just, you know, find a different career because I had all this debt. And I started working in tech and eventually started working at Credit Karma. Um, and so I was in a better place at that point to be doing like paying, like probably building my credit score, but because I didn't know anything about it, it just seemed like this ridiculous sham of a joke, overhanging black box, weird thing. I just never really addressed it. And when I started working at Credit Karma, I worked on, you know, product design. And so what sometimes we'd have to like look at the app. And at that point, we didn't have what's called like, like really good staging. So like basically a fake profile I could pull up. So I'd literally have to pull up my actual account. And I remember at one point, our chief product officer was like, you know, one thing about people who work here is they don't really know what it's like to have bad credit. Cut to like the next meeting I'm at, I have to pull up my Credit Karma app to talk through like some of the product design. And I log in and everyone can see I have a 530 score, which is like so in the red. It's like pretty low. Um, And I had to do this multiple times. So not only like I had to confront my credit score, I had to... (laughs) Share, like everyone at work knew my credit score. Oh my All my new coworkers knew oh my credit my score. And I just had to be like, mm-hmm, yep, that's me. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. oh no. I guess I can really empathize with our user base. <laughs> um, oh. So it was really awful. Um, and, but the, the upside of that story is um, a lot of it was, like I said, my student loans. And um, at that point, I had just met the man who is now I'm married to, and he sat one day and drew this chart that suddenly made it very clear to me that, like, basically, like, the way principal and and interest are related, like, it's this curve, and if you're only paying the bare minimum, you're basically never going to be paying the actual principal. You're just paying interest for so long. And it just sort of clicked in my head. Like, I don't know why it never clicked in my head prior to that, that I should be addressing that and my credit score um, hand in hand. And um, something just clicked. And I think also like because my job was to understand how credit scores work, once the bright side to the story is once I really understood how they worked, I just started going at it. And um, like I basically one day got a credit score notification. And usually when you go to like check your score, like you're like, oh, it raised like five points. It raised 10 points. Awesome. One day I went in and I actually still had this screenshot. It was like, your score raised 118 points. And I was like, what? That's awesome. So it usually, I mean, disclaimer, it usually takes a lot longer. But with the right confluence of like circumstances, and albeit I will say like I did have much better income at that point than I did previous years. So I'm not going to lie. It's not like everyone can just like switch this button and like raise your score. But it's it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with a low income, you can still see it steadily go up. There's definitely stuff you can do. But I think that one of the things that I definitely wanted to come to this podcast and talk about is that online and like talking to our users at Credit Karma, a lot of times I see a lot of negativity around credit scores and people really feel hurt by their credit scores. Mm-hmm. Like they feel like, you know, like it's a very personal thing to them. And I just want to tell people, like, you're not your credit score. Like, there's so many wonderful things about you as an individual. I mean, maybe you're a horrible person, too. But, like, <laughs> not, always not just that. Yeah. because of your credit score if you're a bad person. <laughs> like, that, that has nothing to do with whether or not you're a good or bad person. That's an entire – it's like um, – I like to think of credit score as, like, your weight. 
like on a scale. It's one number that can certainly t- give you some signal about how things are doing. But like you would never say to a person like you're the entirety of your health and who you are is based on this one number. It's just exactly. one number. Exactly. That being said, if you need something f- like where your credit is, you know, the def- like the key decision maker, then um, there's a lot of things besides it's just a number. It's a number that can it's a number that can affect you, but it it doesn't mean that you're a bad person number. Mm. No judgment. Do you have a story about credit that you want to share with us? Um so a lot of people don't realize that you have a lot of different credit scores, including one for auto insurance. I discovered that one day when I turned into a into a parking pylon. Those things don't move. And I hit it real hard. Ooh. Real ooh, hard. Ooh. And Getting car insurance after that was extremely difficult because it was my fault, and I fully acknowledged that. And I said that to the insurance company, which is apparently something you're not supposed to say to them. And this lady on the phone was like, yeah, you know, like, I'm looking at your score here. I'm like, excuse me, my what? (laughs) And she was like, yeah, like, there's an algorithm. It predicts how likely you are to get into an accident and how likely you are to pay your premiums. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um. That was the day I learned that my actions have consequences. No, I learned that a long time ago, but uh, I felt it viscerally in my pocketbook. Wow. I like that you specified that it was your fault um, because the parking pylon can't hit you. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bird and it distracted me and told me to go and I went (laughs) Oh, man. That, I, I feel like, that is so often how we learn about these things. Mm-hmm. Like, whoops, that was a thing I was supposed to know, and now it's having an impact on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me think of that book, Automating Inequality by Virginia Eubanks, mm. which is about the way in which all of the judgments that used to be done by human beings that were, let's be real, they were like discriminatory judgments. They were often like, you know, race and gender-based. They've been sort of offloaded onto computers, which are supposed to be more objective, but are ultimately coded by human beings. Mm -hmm. And so human beings were basically creating ways to just sort of offload all those calculations that really create a judgment. Like it is really just like this extension of human beings judging each other just done much faster and at scale. Mm. Hey, guys, it's time. It's time. It's time for what? Let's talk about facts, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that facts see. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the facts can see. The facts can see. The facts can see. I, I was I was not <laughs> expecting that the facts could see. That really tickled me. My goodness. This is Let's Talk About Facts parentheses baby section of the <laughs> podcast where we do what yes me we talk about facts and we have our expert gabby here today so i wanted to hear gabby hello um, again tell us a little bit about credit scores you know we've we've talked about how scary they are and how worthless they can make us feel but why are they important yeah sure so credit scores are basically financial companies way of doing a risk assessment on an individual and trying to decide whether or not the odds are that that person will pay the company back for whatever service is rendered. So whether that's like a mortgage or a credit card, they just want to know whether or not they're going to get their money back. 
because they don't know you. You know, it's not like your mom that you go and you're like, hey, mom, can I get $20? She's like, I know I'm never going to see this $20 again, but I love you. (laughs) Like The company's not like that. So the companies don't love you is what you're saying. They don't love you and they don't want to give you $20. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So so they, they use credit scores as kind of a proxy for as a way to know you. Um, And that means that the credit scores are used for two really important things. Uh, They can help decide whether or not you're going to get a financial product period, whether that's a mortgage, a car loan, credit cards, personal loans, so many financial products. Mm. And once you have that, companies don't give you money out of the goodness of their hearts. I think everyone is familiar with this fact. So they want to get paid back in some way for giving you the money, and that's where interest rates come in, right? That's the price that they charge you for giving you the money up front. And the better your credit scores, the lower your interest rates, so the easier it is to pay off whatever amount of money was lent to you. That's why scores are really important. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, And so then who are these people? Who's coming up with these scores, and how are they doing it? So that's actually really funny because there are hundreds of companies that make credit scores, but there, there are hundreds. Mm-hmm. One time I had to read a pamphlet. Stars <laughs> in the sky, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Skies in the stars. <laughs> I thought there were, I think I only know two, three? There's three. There's, so there's there are the big three. Okay. Um, which makes them sound way cooler than they actually are. <laughs> the three that that calculate scores, but there's many different kinds of scores they can calculate. And there's even some like other companies that calculate scores as well. But like the ones that we worry about as consumers on the daily, maybe not on the daily, but like on the regs, <laughs> as the young people I think maybe once said <laughs> in a universe do? somewhere, <laughs> fellow kids. Um, <laughs> Fellow teens, I don't even know the meme. Thanks, oh, Steve God. Buscemi. Okay, so moving old. on. <laughs> so the big three, yes, they are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. You might be familiar with some of these because of data breaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very soothing. Uh, so, and then on top of that, so you've got like these three big credit bureaus or credit reporting agencies. That's the other way that you might see them presented, and then you have two main types of credit scores. One is FICO score, which I think most people have heard of. That's from the Fair Isaac Corporation. They've been around for forever. And then there's Vantage score, which is kind of like the new kid on the block and probably not that exciting to people who don't talk about this all the time. (laughs) But anyway, just like be aware that there's that both scores might appear in your life. Most people check FICO scores. Vantage score is becoming more popular because it's cheaper for people to do. It's a whole long thing. The long and the short of it is that these are just code names for two different algorithms for figuring out what your credit score is. And you might be sitting there going like, well, hey, Gabby, how do you figure out – how do these people even figure it out? Like how do they get this information? Because that's ultimately what these people are peddling is information about you. And the answer is anytime that you take out a financial product, chances are that the person who has given it to you is also telling the, the credit reporting agencies – how you're doing with that product. They tell you, they tell the credit reporting agencies how much they've given you, whether or not you're paying on time, um, how much you have left to pay, all sorts of different things like that. And then once a month, they tell the credit bureaus. And that's why if you track your credit scores religiously, you might see like your credit scores go up and then go back down again. It's because they're receiving new information at least once a month from all of these different, this constellation, if you will, of Mm. lenders. 
So I have an American Express card. Mm-hmm. Once every 30 days, American Express is sending one of these three bureaus all of my information. Yeah. Or maybe all three. No rules. It could be anything. It could Wild be West anything. out there, actually. It actually, it probably is all three um, now that I'm thinking about it. And we can get into why that could be good and could be bad if you want. Sure. Right now. Tell us. Okay. <laughs> so when you are building credit, one of the things that it's really good to, to know is whether or not your credit card is reporting to all three agencies. Because if they are, then that means that your credit will build kind of the same across all three at this at the same time, which is great because that way you know, like if a creditor looks at Equifax or TransUnion, it doesn't matter, right? But if they're only sending the information to Experian, then you're kind of screwed if they check Equifax and they're like, wow, your score's real low. I don't know why your lenders sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they should stop it. Um <laughs> So that's like that's something that you should that you should check into if you're trying to build your credit. Like, does this credit card report to all three bureaus? Um, if it's not something that you're worried about, like maybe your credit's great, then awesome. I don't even know what we're talking about here. <laughs> what are some myths about credit scores? Okay, um, the biggie, the one that I hear all the time, is that carrying a balance on your credit card is good for your credit score. Mm-hmm. False. It's yeah. not true. I don't care what your Aunt Sue told you. It's not true. <laughs> oh, no. Aunt Sue getting flamed mm-hmm. on money ha-ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you watch out, Aunt Sue. I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, and this is this is for a few different reasons. So I don't know if like you guys care if I jump around. Please. Cool. All right. So make it fun. The things that, that make up your credit score, there's five main factors. One is payment history, which is do you pay on time every time? Not like that cologne works Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> Anchorman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Something percent of the time it works every time. Exactly. No, yeah. you got to pay on time every single time. And are you paying uh, at least the minimum amount every time? Ideally, more. Well, not from the credit card company's perspective. From the credit card company's perspective, it's great if you don't pay everything. Like they want you to pay the minimum amount, but they want you to carry a balance. The credit card companies, the evil financial overlords, the Sith why of this they, universe. Why would they not want you to pay it all off, Gaddy? It's because, thank you, Yasmin, for bringing me back. Um, <laughs> it's because they make money from the interest rate. So the longer you put off paying your card in full, the more money they're going to make from you on the interest. And doing that doesn't have any benefit to you other than if you just truly cannot afford to pay anything more than the minimum. That's exactly right. And actually, most credit cards have this thing called a grace period, which is if you pay before the grace period is up, you don't have to pay any interest at all. Mm -hmm. So if you pay your balance off in full, and that is specified in your credit card terms and conditions, which no one likes to read, but you can just control F on them because that's a thing you can do on the internet these days. You don't have to strain your little eyes reading the little print. (laughs) Um, no, I'm talking about I have big eyes. They're huge. Uh, you don't have to strain your giant eyes <laughs> <laughs> reading the tiny print. Um, so that that's payment history. Um, another thing is the credit utilization ratio mm-hmm. or the credit use ratio. And this is the idea that if you have, say, five cards with a total of $10,000 available to you via those five cards, you don't want to have – more than 30% 
of your available credit used. $3,000 is the most I should be using, even though my limit is $10,000. Yes. Why is that? Because the algorithm says so. And it will punish you. Yeah, because they, the idea is that if you've spent more than 30% of whatever your credit limit is, you're going to have a hard time paying it off. And so the credit score companies start dinging you for it because they're like, nah, this person's probably not going to be able to pay off their debt. So we're not going to give them any more. You talked about carrying a balance on your credit card. Just to go back, right. what, what's the definition of that? So that is, so say you owe, say you owe those $15. Yeah. And instead of paying your bill at the end of the month and paying it off, you let those $15 go to the next month. Realistically, for a lot of people, this is generally a little bit more than $15, right? So it's like you owe $500 and you're only able to pay $200. So you let that $300 roll over to the next month. Some people think this is good for your credit score. It's not. And let me tell you why. It's the credit utilization ratio, right? Like it increases the chances that you're going to go above that 30%, plus you're paying more money in interest. And um, potentially it makes it harder for you to make the next payment because it's just going to be even more. So it could end up affecting your payment history. But Gabby, I heard that if I wanted to build my credit, I should use a credit card and make payments as a way to show that I know how to make payments. Yes, this is the <laughs> catch-22. Um, it's impossible to get credit unless you have credit, which is some bullshit if I've ever heard it. That's why there's actually a lot of credit score companies these days, these youngins in this tech world who are trying to come up with other ways to assess whether or not people are quote-unquote creditworthy besides just do they already have financial products available to them and are they using them? I hate this word responsibly. Um, not because I hate responsible people, but I just feel like there's a lot of judgment wrapped up in the word responsibly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yes, you do need products, credit products. Credit cards are probably the easiest for most people to get, but there's other ways to prove your creditworthiness. Um, stuff like student loans, which are generally easier to get because people like to put young people in debt. <laughs> um, auto loans, anything where you can get a cosigner or something like that, those are other options for you in terms of building credit. But credit cards are probably the easiest and fastest avenue for most people. And there's a bunch of different types of credit cards too, right? Like there's this thing called secured cards, which I don't think a lot of people realize exist. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of sucks a little bit, but it can help you build credit. What happened? It's secured because you have to give them collateral. Most of the time you use a credit card, it's called an unsecured card. You just swipe it and the credit card company trusts you to pay it. A secured card, you give the credit card company, say, $500, and that $500 is your credit limit. You still have to pay it off every month. It's like um, a pre it kind of functions a little bit like a prepaid card. Not exactly, because a prepaid card, you're like reloading the money. The credit card company holds on to that $500 for you, and mm -hmm. you continue to pay on top of that, right? So if you've spent $200 that month, you pay them $200. If you ever close the card, they'll give you the $500 back. If you close the card without paying, they keep that money. Okay, so it's like pay to play. Exactly. It's collateral. It's yeah. collateral. But it's a it's a good way for if you have if no one's approving yes, you to because, get approved. Because in the credit card company's opinion, like you're a completely safe bet at that point, right? Like they have your money. So even if you default, it doesn't matter because they got it. Can I just say in all your descriptions of credit card companies right now, I'm like getting the image of like the worst Tinder date ever. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like these are this is somebody who basically wants you to be like they want to know that you're with somebody else before they have any interest in you whatsoever. 
That's so true. And also they want to know that you're available, but like don't be too needy. Like we're going to offer you $10,000, but don't use all (laughs) $10,000 because that's too needy. Like they're just playing games (laughs) and they want you to like not seem desperate. And it's like, do you want me or not? (laughs) Talking about not seeming too needy. There are these things called credit inquiries. And Mm. when you ask for credit, there is a ding on your credit report. It says, hey, this person's asking for credit. And she needy as fuck. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly what they're saying. She's needy as F. <laughs> um, and what they're saying is like, it's fine. It's fine if you've just like, okay. It's fine if you've just texted the guy once. <laughs> okay. We're really diving in here. All yeah. right. All right. I'm but bought in. if you apply for four credit cards in a row. If you pick up the phone and call him. AKA, you text this guy four times in a row and he has not responded to any one of your texts mm-hmm. or ladies. Let's be inclusive. Um, <laughs> or anyone. Or anyone. You know what? Anyone. Mm-hmm. Then that's when the credit card companies or the lenders or whatever start getting nervous because they're like, for whatever reason, this person thinks that they need a lot of money right now, which means like, oh, maybe they're not going to be able to pay their next Worst bill. Worst Tinder date ever. <laughs> so... um circling back that's one of the things that actually affects your credit score is like requesting the credit credit inquiry inquiry. um what are some of the other things that affect your credit score yeah sure there's the average age of history so like how long have you had accounts i was really lucky in that my parents opened a credit card in my name when i was 16 and put a car in my name when i was 16 and they actually paid all of that stuff off So I have a really long credit history, much longer than I've actually been using credit, um, which makes me look like a better risk than I potentially actually am. (laughs) Thanks, parents. Uh, And then another thing that they look at is credit mix. And this is the types of credit that you have available to you. So maybe you have credit cards and a mortgage and some student (laughs) – mortgage in the pay area. (laughs) So maybe you have credit cards and a student loan and uh, an auto loan. And they just they just like to see kind of a mix that they that you know how to handle all these different types of products. And not just having 10 credit cards, but having exactly. different kinds of credit. Exactly. And all of these kind of like weigh a different amount. We don't know exactly how much they weigh because that would be telling secrets, I guess. Why should you not be able to know? I don't, don't know. Don't they want if it <sighs> <laughs> if they if you want if you want people to do the things that you want them to do, then tell them what the things are. Worst Actually, Tinder date ever. <laughs> I do know why. Because if they were to tell everyone how to calculate their credit scores themselves, then they wouldn't make any money from selling people credit scores. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Because the score, like she was she was saying FICO and Vantage, like it's just a calculation, a mm-hmm. really expensive calculation. Right. <laughs> All right. So those are all the factors. This is a great segue into our next segment, our not G-Unit action item. Action item. Yeah. Always with the huh. So this week, our action item is going to come from Gabby. So I think the single most important thing that you can do is check your credit scores and reports regularly. And I know I hadn't talked about reports before, but credit reports come along with credit scores and they have all sorts of fun information on there like utility bills and whether or not you paid your cable bill. And then the reason you want to check your credit reports is they can hurt your credit scores. 
And if you look at your credit report and you're like, I definitely don't have a cable bill in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you can call or mail the credit reporting bureaus and tell them, hey, that's not my account. And that might help your credit scores. And also, now that you know all of these factors, you can look at your score, accept whatever it is now, and use the factors to work on them. Um, So our action item is check your credit. How often are we to check it? And where can we do this? And do we have to pay to do it? And does it hurt our credit score to check our credit? Oh my God, so many good questions all at once. I'm so excited. Okay, (laughs) so places that you can check your credit scores. Um, A lot of times banks offer credit scores now because I swear I'm not trying to sound like a corporate chill here, here, but Credit Karma started offering (laughs) free credit scores like 10-ish years ago. And banks were like, oh, uh uh-uh. And they also got into the game. So check with your bank. They might offer you a free credit score through whatever credit card that you have. Um, You can also use Credit Karma. I actually believe in our service. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can also check your credit reports on Credit Karma. If you don't want to use Credit Karma and you don't want to go to your bank um, for whatever reason, there's also annualcreditreport.com. And that sounds like a scam, but it's not. It's sponsored (laughs) by the federal government. And it requires all of the big three credit bureaus, Equifax, TransUnion, Experian, to give you at least one free credit report every year. So if you wanted to check your Experian score, that's probably a good place to go. Yes. Credit Karma will show you your Equifax and TransUnion score. Yes. Wow, you're doing my job for me. It's great. Um, One thing to keep in mind with the annualcreditreport.com, though, is it is only the credit reports. It does not include credit scores. So if you want to see credit scores, you'll have to look elsewhere. You can also pay the bureaus like 30 bucks. But why do that when you can do it for free? Exactly. Why do it when you can do it for free? I will say that um, depending on who you get your credit scores from, you might have Vantage score, you might have FICO score, and you never know exactly what your lenders are going to see. So that brings me to my second thing. You should be checking periodically, but if you are coming up on a really big purchase like a house or a car, it might be good to check your credit score ahead of time to see if it needs any work. And checking the score does not have an impact on the score itself. If you check your score, it does not. Okay, that's called a soft credit inquiry, and that will not hurt your scores. Also, if you are shopping for a mortgage and a bunch of lenders pull your credit score all at once, like in the like two-week period, that won't hurt your credit score because that shows that you're being responsible and shopping for the best interest rate. So I know people get nervous. They're like, oh, I can only do this thing one time and then my score will drop. No, it'll it'll count as one inquiry. They the CFPB sort of recognize that it is kind of a scam to say like every time you get check your credit, it dings your score. Cause what it does is it stops you from wanting to check for loan rates from multiple people and it stops you from being able to shop around for a good loan rate. So to what Gabby was just saying, what they did was give you this grace period to say you can shop within a specific window. So even though, like, yes, you don't want to apply for a bunch of credit cards, when it comes to specific loans like um, a mortgage or a personal loan or a business loan, you do have this two-week grace period where you're allowed to, like, check with a bunch of people so that you can pick the best rate. Yeah. All right. We've got our action items. Now we are ready to move to It Was Worth It. Is this my song? It Was Worth It? It was worth it. It was worth it. Okay, I'm going to go first because I'm ready. Okay. My It Was Worth It this week is this t-shirt that I'm wearing. 
It is a picture of Bob from Bob's Burgers in sunglasses, like uh, the dude from Breaking Bad. And underneath it says Heisenberger. What? I love those shows. <laughs> Did you see show. that there will be a Bob's Burger movie? Of course I saw that there will be a Bob's Burgers movie. And I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Yasmin. Um, my It Was Worth It was um, I decided to take myself out to dinner the other night. My husband was out of town. I was alone. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a nice dinner out. And it was lovely. I had silence. I watched a TV show on my phone. And usually I think of going out to eat as like a thing you do. You spend a little more because you're having a social time. And I was like, you know what? I want that experience. Anyways, and it was worth it. It was lovely. Nice. It was a nice me time. What about you, Gabby? I do get to do it too. Okay. Yes. I'm really excited. I prepared one. <laughs> and it is um, my handyman. I really I really like him a lot. He, he's called Reasonably Honest Mike. And he is, I would say, more than reasonably honest. I would say pretty honest. Sorry, can you clarify? Is this a real person? This is a real person. You okay. can You can Google him, Reasonably Honest Mike, and he's doing like a – like a crouch with like a hammer. Um, and he's, I don't know, he's really great. But the thing is like I live in this really old apartment because I live in San Francisco and I have these scary plaster walls that crumble when you hang anything. And I just gathered, I amassed uh, 15 paintings that I wanted to to hang, but I was too scared to do myself. And I paid him to come and hang oh. things for me. And it was so worth it because my walls are intact and I have beautiful art and I got to talk to Reasonably Honest Mike for like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a triple play. Reasonably Honest. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much, Gabby, for being with us here today. Thanks for inviting me. I had so much fun. Please invite me back. Yeah. Is there – Can I invite myself back? Is that rude? (laughs) I think you just did and we're okay with it. I think you did. Is Is there anything you want to plug before we close out? No. Great. No, I'm not I'm not plugging anyone besides Mike. I already plugged him. <laughs> and if people want to follow you on the social medias, are you on there? Oh no, but my dog is. Okay. Yeah, her it's Rosie the Little Red Dog. She's on Instagram. Aww. She's a Chihuahua Dachshund mix and she's the light of my life. Oh my gosh. Oh, we need yay. to put Rosie and Milo on a play date. Oh, that's right. At least a photo play date. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show. You can catch us back here every single Tuesday. Next week on Money Haha, what we wish we knew when we were younger. Dara's mommy is going to join us. And she's going to talk about how hard it is to make smart money decisions when you're young. And what we wish we could tell our younger selves about money. That's right. So send us your stories about needs versus wants. We're going to be talking about that in a few weeks. And we want to hear from you. We'd love to hear your story in your own voice. The easiest way to do that is by recording a voice memo and emailing it to hi at moneyhahapod.com. That's H-I at moneyhahapod.com. Or you can call and leave a voice message at 404-MONEY-HA. You can also tweet us at moneyhahapod. Or email us at that address again, which is hi at moneyhahapod.com. Please review and rate us if you like the podcast. Show that support. Leave us a great review wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. And also be sure to subscribe. Follow us at MoneyHaHaPod on Twitter and Instagram. Dara is Dara and Wilson on Twitter. And I'm Yasmin K. 
on Instagram. Money Haha is a production of the Even app. Learn more at even.com. It's hosted by me, Dara M. Wilson. And me, Yasmin Khan. Our executive producer is Jane Lybrock. Our producer is Phil Circus. Our designer is Allison Chan. Our social media manager is Nicole Maltrotti. Our copywriter is Kelly Anakin. Until next week, have, have a nice, nice life. life.